Good morning, my beloved brothers and sisters in Christ. I pray that you're doing well. I pray that you have all you need. And I pray that you are surrounded by people that love you and truly just want the best for you. I pray that you are receiving the calls and you're waking up and drawing near to God if he is choosing to call you. And remember, uh, beloved brothers and sisters, we are to just keep praying for everybody. Keep interceding for everyone. Don't stop. Never cease, right? Today, I'm going to study with you guys while we watch something from End Times Production. I think it is the most fantastic way that the age and, and times can be explained biblically. I think that he breaks it down in such a way that people will wake up and all types of people everywhere, I really believe, have a chance to uh, wake up if they listen to this. If you like um, supernatural and kingdom stuff, listen. You know, the Bible is supernatural. We do serve a king from the ultimate kingdom. And it's up to you to find the truth. And there's so many beliefs out there, right? But that's on purpose. This world has created so many alternate gods for you to worship that that's exactly what people do. And right now they're worshiping themselves and they're being told and tricked by the same lie told in the garden, right? You're going to be like God. You won't die. You're going to be like God. He just doesn't want you to know everything. You have to submit. If you get caught off guard in your, in your pride, in your ego, denying God and denying his son, you can't go around saying that you believe in God if you don't know him, if you don't know his word, and if you don't proclaim Jesus Christ came in the flesh as his son. He had to, because there's a law that had to be followed in order for our salvation to come into play. God knows what he's doing. Every bit of your life is known. And today I am just sharing something from End Times production with uh, Mr. Alberino, who is a great author. And uh, <clears throat> I just like how he tells the stories. So we're going to go ahead and study along today, beloved, and grab your coffee. Let's get started. Jesus said that at the end of the age, which is the age in which we now live, the age of Pisces, would be like the days of Noah. And he said that people would be eating and drinking and marrying and giving to marriage, and then destruction would come suddenly. But there's also, I don't want to use the word inconspicuous, I'll say it, but there's also an inconspicuous allusion there to other things that were happening in the days of Noah, namely the advent of the watchers and the giants. So at the end of the age, I believe that we will see to some degree a repeat of the events that transpired before the flood of Noah. We will see the birthright of mankind usurped by hybrid beings in the same way that it was usurped in the Genesis 6 affair. But this time, it's not just going to be a group of watchers, in my opinion, who copulate with human women and produce hybrid produce hybrid sons who, who take dominion of the earth. Rather, this time it's going to be 
the dragon and his angels who take human lives, who copulate with them and who procreate through them human hybrid offspring who will become the kings and rulers of the earth. I believe that this event, this is very complicated and we don't have to get into the details, I do go into them in my book. I believe that this event is illustrated in the dragon and the beast from Revelation, the seven-headed dragon and the seven-headed beast from the book of Revelation, the dragon standing on the shore of the sea, presiding over the rise of the beast. The beast basically mirrors the dragon's seven heads and so forth. And I believe, again, it's very complicated, it's detailed in the book, but I believe this is indicative of the fact that the dragon and his princes are going to, are going to procreate with human women, hybrid kings, we're going to govern the earth for a time, usurp dominion of the earth from the sons of Adam. They're going to be human enough to appropriate the birthright of Adam. That's the key. That's why they have to be hybrids. That's why they have to be hybrids with the watchers. That's why they have to be hybrids at the end of the age. They have to be human enough to appropriate the authority, the dominion, to, to, to appropriate the dominion of Adam, the birthright of Adam. And they're going to usurp dominion of the earth and they're going to rule for a time this is, of course, the Antichrist and his empire at the end of the age. He's going to preside over a post-human paradigm on planet Earth. In other words, the majority of the citizens of his empire are no longer going to be human. So while we're losing our humanity, the devil and his angels are, are procreating hybrid children that can assume the governance of the earth legally, legally appropriate the birthright of mankind so that they can do exactly what the watchers did. They can govern the earth and, and the dragon and his angels rule by proxy from behind the thrones of their hybrid sons. And I believe that the devil doesn't do this until he knows he has a short time. Because when this transaction, uh, when this transgression happens, he knows he has a short time because the mechanisms of judgment will be put into motion, just like will be set into motion, just like before the flood. He knows. So this is the final card he's going to play at the end of the age. So I concur with many others, many of my colleagues who believe that the Antichrist will in fact be the hybrid son of the dragon with a human woman. And furthermore, I propose that the 10 kings who are reigning at the end of the age are also going to be hybrid kings. And the reason why I believe that is because, and again, we won't go into all the details, they are in the book, is because of Nebuchadnezzar's dream of the statue that had the, the different segments of the statue were cast in different metals and, 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 and the, the, the bottom, the final empire that will rule the earth before, before the kingdom of the Son of God destroys it, crushes it, pulverizes it which is what happens in the statue, that final empire is a hybrid empire. It's the, the leg, it's the feet of the statue, which are made of iron mixed with clay. It's a hybridized empire. And how many toes do a normal pair of feet have? 10. How many kings arise at the end of the age? 10. I believe there are 10 hybrid kings, just like the five twins, hybrid twins of Poseidon, who ruled over Atlantis. There's going to be 
hybrid kings, the offspring of the dragon and his angels, the dragon princes, who are going to govern the earth at the end of the age, who are going to usurp the dominion of mankind, the birthright of Adam, so that the earth is once again thrown into this dystopic nightmare that was the, the antediluvian age. It's going to mirror that. And there's going to be no hope for humanity because their birthright has been usurped and they can't get it back because the majority of mankind is going to be in a post-human condition. Not all of mankind, there will be a remnant who are not. But the majority of mankind would have transitioned into a post-human condition. And this is why I believe that, at the, that in the book of Revelation, when John is in heaven and he's beholding this vision of heaven, and he's standing there and he sees the father sitting on the throne and the father has a scroll in his right hand and the angel is proclaiming in a loud voice who is worthy to take the scroll and open its seals who is worthy to take the scroll from the right hand of the father and open its seals and no one was found worthy in heaven or on earth to take the scroll and break its seals and John says, and I wept bitterly. And I always was perplexed. Why is John weeping over this scroll? It doesn't make any sense. Why is this scroll eliciting this deep, profound emotion from John? Why? Because that scroll is the deed of the earth. It's the birthright, it's the deed. And because mankind has lost dominion of the earth, they have forfeited the birthright because they transitioned out of Adam and into a post-human condition. And the dragon, the offspring of the dragon has usurped it. And it's a hopeless situation, just like in Genesis 6. And John is weeping because he's looking at the nightmare unfolding on the earth and nobody is worthy. And why isn't anybody worthy? Because only a son of Adam can take the scroll. It's the birthright of mankind. Only a son of Adam can open that scroll. And John is weeping because nobody has the authority to do it. But the angel says to him, do not weep. For, the, for the, the Lamb of God, or something to this effect, has triumphed. And he is able to take the scroll. And so John sees a lamb that looked like it had been slain, and he took the scroll because he was worthy to take the scroll. And he began to break its seal. So what are we seeing here? This is what we're seeing. Even if there is not a single son of Adam left on planet Earth. There is still a son of Adam seated at the right hand of the Father. Jesus is our kinsman redeemer. He is a human being. And because he is a human being, because he is a son of Adam, he is worthy he has the authority to take the birthright of Adam, the deed of mankind, the dominion of the earth that was given to Adam. He is a rightful heir of that 
authority. Amen. He is worthy to take that scroll and break its seals. Father is amazing. And that is exactly what he does. And he begins <laughs> to break the seals. And, the, and as each seal is broken, judgment is unleashed upon the empire of the beast. And at the end of this, Jesus, the Son of Man, returns to the earth of the armies of heaven to confront the beast at Armageddon. This is a kinetic war. The armies of the beast are post-human legions. And they're, they're operating advanced technology as a kinetic war. And there's a lot to be said. There. But the point here is that, like the late Russ Dizdar used to say, Jesus is the hero of humanity. He takes back dominion of the earth for the offspring of Adam because he is a son of man. Remember when Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Why? Because as the son of God, he has all authority in heaven. And as the son of man, he has all authority on earth. And that is why he is worthy to take the scroll. And that is why only he can rescue humanity from the nightmare that's going to unfold at the end of the age. And that is precisely what he does. He returns to the earth and he vanquishes the beast and the armies of the beast. And he sets up his kingdom. And he rules and he reigns from his father's throne, David, from David's throne. So this is the scene at the end of the age. And so I believe that what this speaks to, what this beast speaks is a scenario in which mankind has lost his birthright, lost dominion of the earth in the same way that he lost it during the Genesis 6 affair. Hybrids are ruling the earth, the, the offspring of the dragon and his princes. And they are assembling an army against the king of heaven to make war with him. Because this is exactly what they do, by the way. This is Psalm 2. This kinetic war with God, with the son of God, the returning king, the rightful heir of his father's throne on earth, the throne of David, which is, by the way, the throne of Adam, the rightful ruler of earth, this war that's going to uh, break out at the end of the age, kinetic war between the armies of the beast and the armies of the kingdom returning to the earth, Christ returning, the second advent, is portrayed in Psalm 2. Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? What is the vain thing that the people are plotting? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together. That's two separate groups. The kings of the earth and the rulers, and we'll talk about that in a minute. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together. That's two separate groups, the kings and the rulers, against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, this is what they're plotting. Let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. In other words, they're saying, we will not have this man rule over us. We will not submit to the King of Heaven. The response from the Father, he who sits in the heavens shall laugh. 
the Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. Look what he says. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill, Uzziah. In other words, he's saying to the Antichrist, to the man of sin, who I believe will be named Apollo, son of Satan, you think that you will be the Lord of the earth, that you will occupy the throne of Adam. But I am going to set my son on that throne. And this is the prelude to Armageddon. And so I always tell people, Armageddon is not merely a war with Israel. Armageddon is a war with God. It is a war, a battle against the King of Heaven. It is a preemptive strike against the King who is returning to take back dominion of the earth. Amen. For the offspring of Adam. Amen. That's what Armageddon is at the end of the age. And it's a kinetic war. That means it's a physical war. It's a technological conflict. And of course, Christ vanquishes his enemies at Armageddon and Hallelujah. returns with the, with the armies of heaven in train. So that is the culmination of where all of this is going. That's, that's where transhumanism is headed. It's headed to a post-human condition on planet Earth. Why? Because just like Esau, we are going to trade our birthright, sell our birthright, dominion of the earth for a bowl of stew. And what is that bowl of stew? You shall become like the gods. Forfeit the biological trademarks of Adam that make you human, that make you human. Forfeit the, those trademarks. Transition into a post-human condition and you will have extended life, impervious to disease, all the things that go along with being transhuman, you will become like the gods. And who are the gods that you will become like? Just like in Genesis 6, the gods will be walking among men. And those gods are going to be the hybrid offspring of the dragon and his princes. And the, the beast, Apollo, what does he do? Because the dragon the dragon imbues Apollo, his son, with his authority, the book of Revelation says. And what does the beast do in turn? What does the son do? He causes men to worship the dragon. This is Genesis 6 all over again. It's the watchers and their sons, but this time it's the dragon and his son, the dragon princes and their sons. This is a different topic, but I believe that there are, in fact, seven dragon princes. But so they're imbuing their sons with their authority, and their sons are leading mankind to worship them, the dragon, to worship their fathers, the dragons, the, the angelic reprobates who have made war with God. And so this is a, this is a scenario very much like Genesis 6, to, to come full circle, as in the days of very much like Genesis 6, it is a Faustian bargain, again, 
legally usurp dominion of the earth from mankind at the end of the age. And remember what it says regarding the beast. He is permitted to rule for a short time. Permitted by whom? By God. Just as the offspring of the watchers, the giants, were permitted to rule for a short time because they have legally usurped the birthright of mankind. They have done it legally, just like the watchers in, the, in Genesis 6. And so what follows is you reap what you sow and mankind is going to reap what they sow. They're going to forfeit the birthright of Adam by becoming post-human and when they give it up, when they relinquish it, somebody else is going to seize it. And that somebody else has to be human enough to appropriate that birthright. And that is why they have to be hybrids. Human mothers, but their fathers are the dragon princes. There's reasons why things are happening at the end of the age. You don't just, the kingdom of heaven is a kingdom of order. It's not chaos, it's order. You can't just do whatever you want. The devil does not have free reign to do whatever he wants. People say the devil cheats. No, he doesn't. There's no such thing as cheating in the kingdom of heaven. You have to play by the rules. And that's what the devil does. He plays by the rules. When he And I'm gonna stop it there, beloved brothers and sisters, because I really want you guys to look up this channel on YouTube, End Times Productions. I want you to watch this video titled 666 and the Last Generation of Humans. There's a lot more information there. There's about uh, 20 more minutes of video here. I just want to give you guys an opportunity to go and listen to the whole thing for yourself and get out your Bible and study. Study the things that he's talking about so that you have an understanding of what he's talking about at the end of an age. What age? We're in the age of Pisces. Just like the age that Jesus was born into. Pisces. Which is why the fish represents him. Anyways, beloved brothers and sisters, I pray that you receive the message here. I hope that this uh, intrigued you to want to go and hear more. And I hope that you're excited for the return of your king. He's yours as well as mine. Spread the word. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. God bless you. Until next time.